1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to The Good Life. I'm Guy Bauer and I'm glad you're here. If you just missed us, we've been talking about really good box wines. $65 for a three liter bag in a box. Uh, it's really nice wine uh, and it is worth the $65. Um, but I want to talk to a, a, a good friend and a, a man with his finger on the pulse, if you will. Uh, Alexander Remy is a, a businessman, a winemaker, and more importantly, he keeps a track of everything that goes on, including the labels he puts together. You, we, we, we had him for a virtual tasting during COVID. He produces Orobello and Omen, and Alex, welcome back to the program.
2: Hey, Guy. Nice to uh, to uh, talk to you again, and uh, thanks for having me.
0: Well, you know, I, I love the the little kind of insights that you sent out, and that's the main reason you're here. Um, we'll talk about box wines in a minute, but talk about what's going on in California right now. Uh, you know, we're recovering from fires and smoke and— and lack of rain and too much rain and flooding. And, and then now we get early bud break and some frost potential. What's some of your observations that uh, you've seen?
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, California has these challenges, uh, for sure. The fires were um, definitely impact some grapes, uh, in the 2020 vintage last year, uh, it was more in the, in the Sierra Foothills, So more on the Eastern part of the States, uh, but overall, I would say last year was uh, was pretty good vintage, and so we didn't have too much um, too much problems in Napa Sonoma uh, area. And uh, yeah, like the bud break right now, and the frost is definitely something we are watching very carefully. We have a lot of technology to see what's going on in the vineyard, and we can always like either you know put the fans on, so we just put the fans on it just um, push the cold air out and uh we can save the the the, the buds and, and make sure that we have a tremendous harvest ahead of us we need the fruits, that's for sure there's a uh since the fire we we we've been having a lot of uh supply issue meaning we need more grapes uh especially uh good quality grapes so yeah. uh yeah that's a little bit of the tech right now well it's interesting and in, in early
0: bud break and frost is something that winemakers in our country the winemakers everywhere have had to deal with. how Compared yeah. to other years, how early was bud break uh, in the southern parts of Napa and Sonoma this year?
2: Uh, I think we are a little early. We got like a stretch of, of very good weather. So um, I know it's hard to have to look at the 10-year the average. But I will say we are uh, perhaps slightly early, not not tremendously early. Uh, not every part I've seen bud break. So we're just starting to see the first sign. And obviously we had a cold front right now going on, so uh, we're watching that very carefully. Um, the temperature is supposed to warm up, though. So um, I think right now not everything's have have break, So uh, we're just looking at it, you know. Every week, uh, as I say, we have tons of of weather station all over the vineyard. There is cold spots that we know of, and there is spots that are, are not not very sensitive to frost. So you really you know, every place that is sensitive to it, we, we have the tools on hand, And, um, you know, the next two months is basically eye alert in order to put our tools uh, in action if, if necessary. But right now, I think there is no, no damage to be reported yet.
0: Uh, let's talk about one of, the price, or one of the price points. One of the points you put across was a, a simple statement of Merlot and Syrah are still struggling are you seeing that is that across the board that regardless of price point and producer that those two grape varieties are not getting the sales numbers that they need to keep the plantings up to a level that will uh, that is normal
2: yeah i mean i mean maryland syrah has uh, always been very interesting to me because i believe they are tremendous uh, wine for the overall uh, american palette you know like Syrah could be either smoky and fruity, which is very reminiscent to, um, you know, a lot of the food that could be made in the southern states. And Merlot doesn't have as much tannin as Cabernet, so makes a wine that is very easy uh, to drink, yet with uh, tons of complexity. I, I just believe it's just a marketing and an education, um, a lack of, of attention on those varietals. And um, I wish you know that uh, the market will evolve fast and people will be curious to try new wine. But if you look at the overall market, people have been tending to buy a little cheaper during COVID and they stick with what they knew uh, a lot. So, you know, Chardonnay, um, last year I launched another Zinfandel and it was tr- is tremendously successful where most people will say, oh, Zinfandel is in the past. And yet, I don't believe people still like their Zinfandel quite a bit. Uh, oh, yeah. So it's it's sort of my insights in the market that people keep buying what they know of. They, you know, there's a comfort zone. And uh, right. and Sierra just needs a big, you know, push in terms of like educating people on, on how good this wine could be. But I don't think we're there yet. Yeah, well,
0: you know, and like you said, there's a perception issue. There's a, a marketing advertising issue. Uh, but I think quality-wise, I often tell people there's never been a better time to be a wine consumer, uh, despite any of the problems that uh, uh, California or the West Coast has endured, uh, even in Europe. Uh, everybody's making decent quality wine. Some are making spectacular wines. And lately, exactly. my wife and I have uh, enjoyed uh, more Sauvignon Blanc than normal, than normal for us. Yeah personal taste. Yep. And and I'm finding Sauvignon Blancs that are just rock star good and uh, not overblown in any one direction. They're not over New Zealandish, if you know what I mean. They're not they're they're yeah. they're not uh, experimental with too much oak or you know, they're just beautiful balanced wine with great acidity, but balanced acidity and great fruit aromas. Uh Sauvignon Blanc on the upswing?
2: Oh, yeah, definitely on the upswing, especially California Sauvignon Blanc. Is a, I mean, that's the grapes is golden right now. If you any winemaker that I know of wants to buy Sauvignon Blanc grapes, they're just not to be found because they were replaced by Cabernet, especially in the Napa-Sonoma side. Uh, Sonoma was replaced with Pinot Noir because they are higher-valued crop, right, for a farmer. Sure. But Sauvignon Blanc right now is is tremendous, and... And as you said, the, the Sauvignon Blanc from California or from the West Coast tends to be, you know, richer, fruitier, not as, as grassy or, or, you know, having those, those cat pee uh, tastes that New Zealand could have. Man. And, um, yeah, Sauvignon Blanc, and, and that's, that's a great news because if I'm transparent with you, I believe is the Pinot Grigio crowd that is evolving towards a more complex wine like Sauvignon Blanc because... Pinot Grigio is, you know, the equivalent of a Chardonnay without oak and not very, like, sort of a uh, fruity white wine, but with, not with much going on, where Sauvignon Blanc could be a little more, like, a complex, in my opinion. So I believe a lot of the market is evolving from Pinot Grigio to Sauvignon Blanc, which is a great news. I think and and Rosé may be the, the reason for it as well. Well, and isn't that interesting? Who would have thought, when I think of,
0: uh, if you would have told me 10 years ago, Muscat, Muscato is going to be a big wine. I would have never believed it. If you'd have told me 15, <laughs> 20 years ago, Rosé was going to be, you know, Rosé all day, the big thing, I probably wouldn't yeah. have believed it. But look what, look what we've done. I think it's great. I, you know. Well, Yeah.
2: And, and, and to your point about marketing, imagine if, if there were the marketing power behind Merlot, like they were with the Rosé or the same uh, social buzz, yeah. then perhaps Merlot will become extremely popular. But, um, uh, I guess we need a, to do a sideways too, right? To reverse the merlot. Uh... <laughs>
0: <laughs> the perception problem, yeah.
2: Hey, Alex,
0: yeah, can you, you can you stay with us for a quick break? And then we'll come back and talk a little bit about packaging, some of the innovative packaging that's going on and, and, and uh, finish up with some box wine talk. Absolutely. Excellent. I'm Guy Barrett's Good Life. Don't go away, I'll come find you. Max is working the board. I, I've got the really good box wine in a glass. And in the same Riedel stemware, I I poured a little more uh, black box Cabernet Sauvignon, a competitor. Is there a difference? Oh my goodness, yes, there is. Are they both pleasant? Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with the really good box wine probably as my first choice, and I should. But we'll talk more about it with Alex after this short break.